Welcome to Chip Chat Network Insights, conversations exploring network transformation through interviews with industry experts. Welcome to Chip Chat Network Insights. My name is Allison Klein. We're coming to you from Mobile World Congress in Barcelona, and I'm delighted to be joined by my friend Renu Navale, Senior Director of Edge Services and Industry Enabling for the Network Platforms Group. Welcome, Renu. How's it going? Going great, Allison. Thanks for having me over. I am delighted to have you on because you've got a new job and it's all focused on edge computing. And I would love for you to help define the edge and Intel's view of the edge for our Chip Chat Network Insights audience. So why don't we just start with a description of your new purview at Intel and how that relates to edge computing. Sure. So for about almost a year now, I've been looking at edge computing and how compute is converging with communications at the edge. And as we look at it from kind of the Intel purview, we're looking at how we're extending data-centric technologies, in particular cloud technologies as well as cloud economics, from the cloud all the way down to the intelligent edge and back. We're looking at not only compute, but also storage and network resources down at the edge as close to the devices as possible in order to provide optimized TCO for our service providers and enterprises, provide them with additional capabilities like data locality, lower latency, and other types of quality of service or quality of experiences that they can deliver to their consumers who have all the devices and things. Now, when we look at the edge, obviously, that is not just one monolithic thing. How do you summarize the various types of technology deployments that comprise the edge? So one of the first things we started to look at is how are we defining edge? What we found was that the industry defines edge in multiple ways. There's a cloud edge, there's a device edge, there's a network edge, there's an enterprise edge or an on-premise edge. So from an Intel perspective, we have started to look at it primarily from two edge perspectives. The first being the enterprise edge or the on-premise edge. So this is equipment that is on-premise at an enterprise or a business that can drive business value to those enterprises. And then the second is the network edge, which is predominantly on the other side of what we call the base stations. So it's part of the network. It comprises the wireless access, so it could be radio access nodes, both RAN as well as VRAN base stations. It can be the next generation central office, as well as something called the multi-access edge computing or MEC, which is basically data centers or distributed data centers at different locations co-located with the network nodes, which can run various types of not only network functions, but also other services or functions like analytics and media. The enterprise or industrial edge and network edge have existed for a long time, and there's been computing that's happening in this space, but there's an incredible amount of innovation that has been driven, and it relates to what you said before, which is the cloudification of capabilities in this area. Why does that make such a difference, and why is the industry looking at the edge so intently over the last couple of years? So a couple of reasons. The first one is there's kind of a perfect storm with the imminent arrival of 5G, the billions of devices and things, the incredible amount of data that's going to be generated from all that, as well as kind of 
the promise of all that data, the insights and analytics that we can derive from that data, as well as the network transformation that we have been undergoing this journey of network transformation over the last like five years, where we have been cloudifying the network with data-centric technologies or equipment. So in addition to this perfect storm, what we're seeing is there's the convergence of computing and communications, and more importantly, there's the convergence of different types of workloads. So on the enterprise edge or the on-premise edge, you're right, there were edge compute nodes already there, but the enterprises want to do a lot more with it. They want to be able to consolidate not only their vertical applications or services, they also want to converge it with new types of analytics workloads, media workloads, computer inferencing workloads, all of this within different types of vertical industries like industrial, retail, as well as smart city. And on the network edge, again, you're seeing service providers refreshing some of their equipment, like the next generation central office. I really think that's going to be one of the first places where we start to see NFE or network transformation start to seep into the edge, where our service providers are looking to refresh all their legacy central office equipment into sleek racks of servers. And they want these racks of servers to not only be capable of hosting the traditional network functions like a virtual BNG or a virtual PE, they want to be able to utilize the compute capabilities there for also media and analytics types of workloads or services. So they're really looking to drive a number of services and applications at these different edge locations on these and utilize the compute storage and networking capabilities in each of these compute nodes. Now, I want to take this moment because you brought up workloads to do a little myth busting. Some have said that with the rise of the edge, that data centers are going to die away and there will be no more cloud. I think that you have a different view. So tell me where you see workload migration from data center to edge and what is going to drive the decisions by organizations, whether they be comp service providers or enterprises, on where they place those data-centric workloads across the continuum? So we've heard a couple of different things. The first is most of the service providers or enterprises will always centralize in the cloud and data center everything that they have to, and they'll only distribute what they must, which means our data centers and cloud is not going anywhere. It's important to maintain the balance of the total cost of ownership. Um, and the closer you get to the edge, closer to the devices, the more expensive it gets, which is why our service providers are looking to balance their TCO. The second aspect is the types of requirements that you might have for specific workloads or use cases. There are actually a few workloads that require kind of the sub-millisecond or the ultra-low latencies that the 5G promise brings, like autonomous driving and others. Many of the other workloads don't require that ultra-low latency, which means the service providers can determine where they place the workloads depending on other constraints like bandwidth optimization, security constraints, as well as the total cost of ownership. So they can, depending on all of these different types of requirements, determine where they place the workloads. When we take a look at edge computing at MWC, we've got some pretty innovative capabilities on the show floor, and you wanted to talk about one in particular. What was it? 
So there's a demo in the booth that is actually across three different booths. It's what I call a multi-location edge demo. So it is distributed from the cloud to a next generation central office, to a virtualized radio access node, and a multi-access edge computing node. So you have multiple edge locations. You have a consistent software architecture all the way from the cloud across all the edge locations. You have multiple ecosystem partners delivering various types of applications or services. There's a speech analytics, there's a warehouse manufacturing type of app, about three or four different applications that are hosted on this. And in addition to this, there is an orchestration capability. The orchestration capability allows for dynamic movement of these applications across not only different edge locations, but also the cloud. So the service provider can decide when and where they host which application and across which edge node. So dynamic provisioning based on network bandwidth, bottlenecks, usage of the application, anything else that could motivate them to change locations. Absolutely. And most of our service providers want that type of zero-touch provisioning, services on and off, and kind of the dynamic, flexible relocation of all these applications and services so they can select, you know, the best location depending on various parameters such as, you know, network bandwidth or even big events like, hey, World Cup soccer, so therefore I need all my media analytics to be as close to the far edge as possible to maximize the response time to the users, reduce the latency in the response time, so they can choose how they provision these applications and services. Now let's go under the hood. What type of Intel technology do you have running all of this exciting stuff? The processors are all Xeon. So there's Xeon SP in the cloud with Xeon D at some of the far edge locations. We also have some of the other adjacencies integrated. So we have FPGAs, we have our Movidius chip, as well as we have memory and SSDs. So a lot of Intel technologies across all the edge nodes and the cloud. We have software and architectural consistency. And all of that was extremely critical to build this very diverse set of ecosystem partners across our product or technology portfolio. Now, you talk about software consistency. We have a lot of open source contributions in here from Intel. Can you talk about what you've leveraged from the open source arena? So at the lower levels, we have a lot of contribution around our data plane technology. We have also accelerated technologies, which we have open source contributions towards. DPDK is one of our rock star software optimizations that allow us to process and move data on and off the network in the best possible manner, leveraging our Xeon processors. And then as we move higher, one of the things that we've been looking into doing is, hey, how do we make it easier for the cloud and the IoT developers to develop services and applications on the edge nodes that can then in turn justify an ROI for the service providers and the enterprises to refresh or build new edge nodes or upgrade their edge nodes. In order to do that, we have actually launched a new toolkit called Open Network Edge Services Software. 
it's a toolkit that integrates various capabilities, our data plane acceleration capabilities, capabilities to leverage our CPU plus our different adjacencies and accelerators. In addition to that, it works to abstract the network complexity for our cloud and IoT developers, so they don't have to worry about things like access terminations or traffic steering or multi-tenancy and all of those different types of network complexities. And then in addition to that, it plugs into various cloud frameworks so that we can attract the cloud developers across AWS, Azure, Google, and all the other different types of cloud platforms. The other thing that we're doing is we're also integrating to the analytics toolkit that we have called OpenVINO, as well as the Visual Cloud and Media SDK capabilities because a number of the use cases are a combination of not only networking workloads, but also analytics and media type of workloads. What are you seeing from the software development community in terms of new types of applications that you're expecting to emerge in this space? And how are we working with them to inspire their innovations? What we really are looking to create with OpenNAS plus OpenVINO and the visual cloud and media capabilities is actually a sandbox to attract more and more developers to come up with more and more innovative types of applications. The mobile ecosystem a few years ago where smartphones kind of drove this mobile ecosystem, we're really looking at, hey, how does 5G and network transformation drive a similar type of ecosystem at the edge? And we're really looking forward to seeing what the developers can do on the edge. Edge is, you know, the new cloud. So how can folks engage with your organization and engage in openness if they want to start developing with the tools that you're delivering. Visit our Intel Network Builders website, intelnetworkbuilders.com. Also, we have a new website called open-nas.org where they can get more information on OpenNAS and uh, reach out to our teams because we're doing a lot through the ecosystem on Network Builders as well as through OpenNAS to drive the edge community. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to have you on Chip Chat Network Insights. Thank you, Alison, for having me. Mm-hmm.